This is the Creative Creative, a podcast of authentic discussion with industry pros. Yeah, let's start by, I don't know, tell us your name, who you are, and what kind of work that you do. Uh, my name's Dane. I am an editor on reality television. Cool. So you're an editor for reality TV. What's that like? Um, a lot of time in an office. Uh, you go into a big work factory and there's just a bunch of warm bodies all working. We do, as this upcoming season's 20 episodes, 22 episodes of uh, two-hour episode, 20, 22 hour episodes. So if you think about it, um, we started um, maybe end of summer, mid, to late, late summer. Uh, we started this season with five editors. Um, six AEs and six story producers. And we will go all the way into the beginning of summer, probably. And we're doing 20 feature length documentaries, essentially. That's a shit ton of content. Yeah. That's a lot. Right. So like you have to be pretty organized to handle that. You have to have a team to kind of keep that stuff sure move yeah definitely so like what does that look like for you because like i've been an independent for so long a lot of my editing is like i'll get an email and says i kind of want something and i'll have some details and we'll have a conversation then i just go like that's not your world like how how much how much is already decided for you by the time that you're sitting down and working in your not enough not i mean i mean there's either not enough or too much right okay it's it's it nothing's ever right because you're there and you're pissed off and you're just trying to get this stuff done and 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 you're like why don't i have this or why did you get me just because but no um yeah there there's a lot that you have you have a lot of creative freedom and in some aspects and then you get tied down in other ones and you have your battles and but overall you have the executive producer and it does nothing matters except for getting what he wants. Does your executive producer watch everything that you guys make? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, uh, yeah he, he's, he's very involved and, and, you know, he's has a show that's been running for a while and doing well and has multiple shows and he's done well as, as uh, himself. And uh, so you, I think that you just have to kind of respect that and defer to it no matter... Uh, you can do as much as you want, but in the end, you, you're trying to get out a product that is of somebody else's imagination or mind. You know, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're doing this for, for them, for their vision. It's not yours. You, you can only take little pieces of it for, to be your vision. So if you're taking little pieces to be your vision, what, what, what's the size? Because I've, I've had friends that have edited in, in, in process before, and sometimes they're really excited about getting like a single line of dialogue in or, or they, were able to take, they were able to marry a really nice shot against a nice edit that brought through a transition. Like the victories that have been described right. to me are kind of That's it. technical and small. Like, right. The, yeah, those are them. You okay. Know? And, you know, if, if, say, if you're somebody that cuts uh, a rough cut, and then 
you see you know 70% of your scenes or you know the in the lot cut with the same cuts you're like yeah then that means I did a good job like you know what I mean like I did it I did it as well as anybody could have because it hasn't changed through so out of those kind of moments so, so like those are your victories those yeah. are your small victories it might not be like your career like I, I made this amazing blah 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 it's more like I, I did great work you know yeah, you're happy with the work you do you take those small victories and you pile those together and that's what you make your reel from that's what you make your portfolio from right or or mm, how does it work I mean, for you I, I don't know you know, I'll, I, I, I don't really even have a reel. Um, okay. I've just gotten jobs because of who I've worked with, who's vouched for me and who's seen my work. Uh, you, it's just from people I've known. I have been at this company for five years now, four, four or five years, uh, and so I've only, and since I started there, I've at maximum had four months off. And I've always had side gigs and, and worked other stuff. So during those four months off, I was still working other jobs. I mean, four months off from Megalomedia, from that company, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? In a year. So, so say I work eight months year round. Then those oh, four, I was about ready to say, like, you've had like 16 weeks off in right. five years. No, no, no. no. Okay. right, right. So, <laughs> so, you know, four months a year at most, you know, so at, you know, one year it might be a month. And then the last two years, I, I, I've been a staff member. So, okay. So, yeah, so it's been about five, six years. So, four years as a contractor and two years as staff. So, so it's still, that's, that's a long time under the contract game to transition over to staff. Was do, do a lot of people make that migration? Is there like a process for that, or is it just I don't, I you created not. enough value in yourself that, Maybe. that that they want to keep you? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's part. That's part of it. Uh, you know, the they. I don't know if I want to get into this, but basically, if you're staff, you're going to be paid less than a contractor, right? Because you have security and you have benefits and you have paid days off and right, right. So. So the, there's two, you know, a lot of people don't want to take the staff position. I uh, just thought I should. Yeah, I the benefits to, and know, stability yeah, and, made sense. Know, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, in, in, in that time, everybody that I've worked for is at editing has, they've seen my work. I haven't had to have a reel to show them. I've worked with them in some capacity, whether it's on an independent project or through Megalomedia or whoever, you know. And mm-hmm. and so their side gigs happen that way for me, and and I'm I just don't have a real I haven't had to branch out yet. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so if, if we re- rewind a couple years back to when you were when you were actually getting placed at Megalomedia and you started that work there, did you have a real back then, or was it still just kind of you knew the right folks uh, and and they trusted you for past, you know, past relationships and all that? I had some. I I did have a real. When I graduated college, I had a reel, right? So yeah. I had like all the stuff that that I did through college, and then, and then I I did stuff after, and and I put more stuff. And instead of a reel, it was more just a series of hey, these are you know, I'm music video, did a live show, I did blah 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 blah. Almost I, like case studies on YouTube. Yeah, it would be like here here's links to stuff that I've done, right? Because because most of my resumes were through email. Did you have so, to write up a lot about the work that you did? It was like, here's a music video, and they just kind of got it because they'd been making it? Or did you talk about 
I don't know. I probably didn't even really find any jobs from it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, yeah. I, I, what I did have was uh, I got a job working for this guy out here in Austin, and it was a live TV show, uh, like hosted show, and it was in a the Highland Mall before. The Highland Mall's gone now, but. Yeah, where well, ACC has done yeah, the whole right, rebuild. Right. Yeah. So it was there, you know, and it was just wild. The whole thing was just insane. And I, I ran camera and I edited for it and I was, I never got paid. Like, yeah. I, I was totally going to get paid, right? Like, for the longest time, like, it worked so much and, oh, use my own equipment and all this, whatever, whatever. But, you know, um, that was just kind of how I did things was I would do stuff for free and through that you meet the right people you, you know you make your own stuff and you create your reels along the way so I mean it, they, they got me little jobs here and there but in the end it was it was working on independent fun projects um and meeting other people who are working in the industry and them getting me a job because they can see through those fun projects that I know how to do what I yeah, I know what to, I knew what to do. So to draw that thread just a little bit more clearly, that would be that you worked on like an indie film with so and so, and then that person would go on and work on a project and get recommended to someplace stable, and then they would remember you, and when the opportunity showed up, they would give you a call, right? So, something exactly. to that effect, okay. right? Right. Yeah, it, I work on a music video with a friend. That friend has another job. They need somebody. Hey, you were good. Uh, do you want to work over here? Yeah, you go work over there and you sink or swim. You know, you do well and people like you and you get more jobs, right? Yeah. Or, or you suck or you're an asshole and you have to start over. How because did... you don't, it doesn't mean you're done. Like if you fail, right? Like right. whatever. You, gotta you, keep you going. just have to go, okay, well, I guess uh, I'll never work here again unless I get better and they know I can get better and I come back. You know, it's just whatever. People fail all the time and, mm -hmm. and you know, people forget about it in two years and maybe you get hired. <laughs> That's interesting. I think we forget that that if if we if we fuck up on a gig, like it it gets ingrained that it's like that's that's like written in law. You failed there. Don't don't ever look back. But I think you're right that you know after about two years, nobody nobody remembers. Right. Nobody cares. If it wasn't too big. Yeah. If it wasn't too big. <laughs> I'm sure you know because well that's also the thing that you hear about is is the people that lost their job or, or, you know, they never were able to get hired again. And, you know, those are the people you see go out in flames for the production companies that you work for. Yeah. And, something... like, and they never work there again, but probably working somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you just kind yeah. of think. Well, and then there's all that emotional stress that bubbles up and somebody will do something fucking crazy right. and leave a place. Right. Yeah. Flip a table or something stupid. Um, Okay, so when you were doing a bunch of your independent projects, and you know sometimes they would work out well, and sometimes they would work out bad, and you were just building up your network. How did you? Because not all that shit pays well, and it and it demands no, it a lot. Pay at all. No, <laughs> and it demands so much of your time. Like, you how did money. you make ends meet? Yeah, like because you you've still got to get a job somewhere. You've still got to, like that. That's a real struggle to take so many risks over and over and over again, and figure out how to make rent. Like how. What did what did that look like for you? As a cook, you were uh, a cook. Yeah, I, that, I mean, I, I did that in college, and you know, paid for college at least the last year uh, by cooking in a restaurant. Making mm -hmm. so so, I just came out here and figured I'd do the same. Is I you know worked in decent restaurants, you know, yeah, made okay money. 
did you hop through kitchens a lot or did you find like one place and it's like i can, I, I, I can I, work I like here the, i'm in one i go i go to a place that's not bad and i stay yeah I, I just don't care it's just easy enough for me if i moved around more i'd probably be making more money mm-hmm. but whatever i just i'm happy yeah <laughs> you know so it's like i like yeah i could be like jumping around job to job and making a bunch of money and hustling but sometimes that shit just ain't worth it right that's probably why i'm never gonna come out with a great film or anything but you know, maybe I'll make some shit that makes me happy. So it's like that. You know, those those are your trade offs. Yeah, but you know, even, do you want to be like like how happy do you want to be? Like, do you want to be super stoked that you just made the dopest shit ever, but then like the rest of your life sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, you gotta, no, not, I don't know. I'm just kind well, of well. I mean, I, I, I think that's some truth because we've worked together on independent projects, and I think that there's some truth to that. Is like you you've got to give so much to make those things work, and it's still a bit of a gamble. That you're right. Like you can. You can way overextend on any given project trying to make that real. Yeah. And then you look behind you and it's like your girlfriend left you. You're about ready to like <laughs> not make rent because you called off work too many days in a row. You've yeah. got this mountain of footage and a hard drive just failed. And now a third of your work is gone. And fuck, like I can't tell anyone. You know, all those things come up. Yeah. And, you know, you're working in a kitchen. I worked IT work, you know, yeah. and, and it's just figuring that shit out. It's tough. Yeah, I, I, and so then I, I filmed legal depositions. Yeah. For, for a year, maybe a year and a half. You just go to law offices and record people talking and shit. It was actually a pretty chill job. Like I'd work thirty, twenty five, thirty hours a week. Did all kinds of fun stuff. I, I mean, and I made decent money, but my rent was like three hundred dollars a month so i didn't even need to make money yeah yeah <laughs> honestly if your rent is three hundred dollars my rent was three hundred dollars my utilities were like a hundred and twenty five dollars a month four hundred and twenty five dollars i could make that in a week and then the rest is fun money and saving and whatnot so like i was living on easy street i was in austin was real nice yeah, yeah. i mean i mean i was living in a decent part was you know nice house it was in a house four bedroom house with three dudes so but then you know you still want to do more so that and then that's when i got the job at megalo while doing independent projects and yeah. do, uh recording depositions now another thing that i know is that you've hopped around in the software a little bit like like the the programs that you're using today aren't is not necessarily the software that you trained in with when you when you were in college and 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 got out into the working world you know, I know specifically right now you're using Avid quite a bit, but you were using Final Cut for a while before, and you've dabbled, dabbled in Premiere. Like, so there's all this shit that we're dealing with and just kind of figuring out normal jobs and, and living lean and getting your practice in and networking and all these things, and then your software keeps changing. Like, what was that like for you transitioning from, from what you knew into Avid? You know, I, I know Megalomedia went through its own evolution with yeah. that. But, like, what was that? What did that look like for you as a person? Like, in the middle of everything, all of a sudden you've got to change your entire mindset about editing. Um, I don't know. I, I remember I, I had a conversation with, with an editor and I said, I asked him because he, we were both doing, we were both cutting on Final Cut Pro and, and we we're switching to Avid and he said, it's the same shit. You know, he's like, it's, we're doing the same shit, mm-hmm. just a different way. And you just got to figure it out. And once you figure it out, you get faster and it's the same shit. So, um, the nice thing is 
there's not too many. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, I, yeah, Final Cut Pro is awesome. That was my baby. You know, that was that. Was we're talking about Final learned... Cut Seven, not, not yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and and uh, you know, that's I cut my first documentary. I cut all, all all my first things came from that. You know, so that was what I knew the most, and it was just super comfortable. And 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 especially when I got into the industry and I learned more of how it works and and the tricks so so it was just i loved it and and then when it stopped it was i went to avid and i hated it for a second and uh and then it was good i love it now i think it's great how many Um, years do you have in avid at this point from from when you had to switch over to today i think three three yeah three and 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 i would never go back to final cut with with i would i would stay with avid forever at this point um there's so many things they could do better, obviously. Uh, but but Premiere's fine. But um, there's I can't I am not as fast in Premiere. Uh, the thing that Premiere has is is it's easy. You know, mm-hmm. like it does a lot of work yeah, for it you. Does. Like it, it, does. It, it does a lot of good things. And 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 the way their whole package of of you know audition and, and After Effects and I don't really even know that much shit about. But I want, I would like to, but it's there, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and the, and how it connects to your editing software is just, it's killer. Well, and that's the thing that I think is really interesting because we've known each other for a while and we've, we've had a lot of intersections in, in how we network and the, and the small projects that we work on. But the fact that you're within a very disciplined process versus myself, which is much more like self-sufficient, like you can go super fucking deep and narrow on Avid. Whereas I have to be kind of way more shallow and like in Photoshop as much as I'm in Premiere. I even have to use Final Cut 10 a little bit now just because of its compatibility with iPhone footage, you know, to be able to invest sure. onto the computer. Sure. So that, that, that you know, I, I have to spread that network out a little bit. And that's really interesting and different to me that you're like, dude, I don't even have to touch Photoshop. I got a guy for that. Like, right. you, know, you get to go so, so yeah. far into I mean, this editing. I, I say that, but but I, I, I that's a hindrance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I should I should know more of that because and and that's that's one of the things why you know I I know how to, it's not that I don't know how to use it. It's that it's just not in my everyday vernacular right now. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? It's not it's not in my tool bag because I, I'm never I don't have to use it, right? If I had to use it, give me a week and then I'm back back to being proficient mm-hmm. sufficient you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like i i, I get uh, i know i know what i'm doing but the thing is is even the side gigs i i'll get that are always on premiere and every small gig is on premiere like i'm nobody's avid's expensive you know avid's for a big for, for doing 22 hour documentaries yeah you know what i mean specific like, yeah you know so so but i can still cut faster with it but the, the amount of time that it would take to set up the project it takes i mean that's a little bit of a while especially if you're sending drives or dealing with people in not the same city as you or location as you oh that's, it can become a mess that's where avid's not good and premiere is <laughs> Well, and it's easy. It's funny because you you talk about it just the effort that you need to spend setting up a project as being kind of a little bit um, important. I'll definitely have contract clients where I'll have everything come in by about like noon on the first day of maybe like only like a three day project, you know, something relatively short. 
and they'll want to know like when they can see like just the first assembly draft of things and i'll typically talk it's like well you know late in the day tomorrow and they're like well aren't you going to start right now it's like Yes, but it's going to be like five hours of just setting it up, right. so you can move fast on the editing, and the rest of it's quick. Right, and they don't they like that's wait. It takes you four hours to copy files across a computer. It's like, well, I mean, we can really get into the weeds, but yeah, it does because you got to make sure it's placed in the right spot. Your programs launch. Your updates aren't fucky with some of your plugins. And the... no, that's interesting. I mean, it's the same shit either way. Um, let me see what else is really interesting to talk about. Um, so when you're editing in reality shows and you've got story producers helping you find the narrative and you've got assistants that can help you pull clips and, and you've got kind of this framework of people making your life a little bit easier, how much of your editing is, is, is about finding narrative and finding kind of that, that thread of purpose inside of it? Like how are your storytelling skills versus just like the technical engineering discipline? Like, what, what's that balance look like? I'll repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, shit. Um, so that was asked poorly. So like we know as editors, like one of the things that we are asked to learn is to how to tell a story. Yeah. We are also asked to learn how to be really good at software. Yeah. For you and doing the reality TV, how much of it is telling story versus, you know, like like how strong do you have to be in that to work within the system? Uh, I think you have to be pretty strong. Um, you know, you're trying to convey a message through what a story they're telling you throughout months, you know, a year, throughout a year, these people are telling a story. And they talk a lot. So through all that talking, you have to help create what their story is. And um, plenty of people are involved in it. But I, I would say that the executive producer really is the one that hones it down. And, and our job as editors is to help tell his, his story and the, the, char the, the character story and the executive producer story of the characters, you know, his vision, you are, you, uh, you're creating the visual, mm -hmm. right? Because, because a lot of that, that is the mind and, 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 and the vehicle in which the direction of, of the story is going to go. So, so you are creating the visual that connects with the story. You know what I mean? Does that so, make sense? Yeah. So you so, have to still like, like, do you study narrative a lot in and in and through your work to 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 stay sharp with that? I'm I've been watching the uh, the Great British Baking Show recently, okay. and it's awesome. And it's like one of that's like, you know, like it was that and like the Bourdain shows. Those are like the dream shows to work on where you get to cut kind of beautiful shit, and and it's fun and and. Uh, and you know the visuals are great the story's great like that you know so yeah i watch those and i'm like yeah, man, i want to i want to be like that you know like i want to do that like so like there are still like other reality type have you seen TV the, shows the some of the promos cuz we're in austin so so we're we're kind of in close proximity to it but have you started to see the promos bubbling up from uh, planet slowmo that rooster teeth is putting out 
it's like the slow motion guys, right? And they turned it into like a travel show. And so they go to different zany locations and they do these, their slow-mo footage. And it's like, it was just, I mean, when you were talking about the Bourdain shows where it's just like, you're cutting really beautiful looking stuff. Like, is it the travel part of it and just being in these beautiful landscapes or is it like cool gimmicks? Like, Well, as an editor, I wouldn't get to go there. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know? So it's just like, as long as that footage is just kind of buttery and looks great and you can, you have yeah, a lot of Yeah, there's something that's really it. fun. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, especially because of the show that I work on is is not pre- aesthetically pretty. You know, it's gritty. Yeah, it's right? a raw show. Yeah, it's 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 um it's a it's a real like, it's it's real. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not like, like there's reality shows out there that aren't really real. Yeah, you know? I've 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 been you know over the many jobs I've been PA for a lot of stuff and I've been out on sets where they'll like literally tell people to say lines and it's like okay this is you know real people doing pretend situations and we're calling it reality right you know but it's heavily scripted kind of at its core but you're right what you do is very honest shit like it's it's tough material yeah so so you know when i I love working on music videos and and i love working live music um you know that kind of stuff is just fun it just like you just it's just fun making it, you know, it's fun, mm-hmm. fun making stuff that goes to a good beat and, and like just looks pretty and hits hard and that's fun, you know? So like those little, little packages you get to do little jobs, like being here in Austin, you know, working South by Southwest gigs, um, it's music, you know, you're cutting music videos, you're yeah, cutting yeah. fun fan type, you know, happy shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun. It, yeah, yeah, that's I get a kick out of that. You know, it's you you go film something yourself and and you make something and you like it. That's great. And somebody else films it and you make it and you like it. That's fun too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Know? And it sounds like you've got like a really good balance going on because you you work on a real show. You've got your TV credits, you know, you're putting in your hours. Um are you going for a union yet? Uh, no, they don't have that out here. Fair enough. But I mean, you you would be doing if you were. I mean, they do, you know. But yeah, not, I mean, it's not I, strong. It's not 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 the company. No, I don't know how to. I don't know shit about it. But if you were in Los Angeles, for example, the work that you're doing in television, if you wanted to make a union career choice, you could do that. If you were in a city where that was strong, I mean, what I'm saying is like you're checking off all the right boxes for the group. right. Is do you want to continue your maturity into reality television? Are you hoping that this becomes like? a middle career stepping stone to something else later on. That's a big question. Or, or are you like, I mean, yeah, or like, do you even like give a shit right now? Is it just, things are good and I'm fine? Uh, you know, fuck, that's, that's like, that one hits to the soul. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those where I go, oh shit, I don't know. I, I wish I did. I don't know. Like, I, some part of me is like kind of just flying, but I just feel like whatever, I'll be okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, that, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm working now. I know that my work's good. I know I can do good work. I know I can go elsewhere. I'm still getting sight. Like, I'm, I, I need to keep learning and keep progressing and have confidence in myself. And then I feel like the rest will kind of follow, right? Like, I'm probably not doing enough. But at the same time, I'm just comfortable and I'm kind of happy. And hopefully it works. And I think it will. And, like, yeah. the, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, if, if it doesn't, I could figure something else out 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I can. Like, fuck it, I can. That's right? like half the battle right there <laughs> is just being like, I don't know what's coming next. I yeah, there's still uncertainty in my life, but I'm I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's important to get at least that far. I know enough yeah. people that I'm friends with, that I'm colleagues with, and uh, they know I do good work. And we respect each other and we help each other get jobs. And I just don't think that I've looked far enough ahead as in a sense of, am I going to move to L.A.? Am I going to New York, Chicago? Am I going to, you know, am I going to try and start a company of my own, a production company? Right, right. Because those are all things, you know what I mean? And the, and fuck, I don't know. Would you leave? <laughs> Austin if you had to or, or yeah, you, for sure yeah I mean, you don't care I mean my, my family's in California that's where I'm from um so cause there are folks that come to the city and they're like this is it I'm in love oh I'd yeah. love to stay here yeah. I do yeah. I mean honestly like that that I, I've one of the reasons I took the staff job I wanna stay here uh I like it here but at the same time but you'll follow the work versus staying in the city yeah yeah for the most part that makes Who sense. knows? I mean, you know, what if I don't want to do this anymore at some point? I want to do something else, whatever. That's tight. Yeah. Like, hopefully. Like, you know, shit, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you'll All kinds up. of crazy people do crazy shit. Why can't I? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> would you would, would you go so radical as to do something like open up a restaurant and get back in a kitchen? Mm, no. no. I don't think so. Not unless I had fat money. Yeah. Do you like, think I would, I would do that shit as a hobby if I had fuck you money. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to do a restaurant? I kind of remember I love that shit. Like, yeah, Let's just go. do it. Do you think you would find yourself editing something less conventional? Like if, if video continues to converge in technology, would you find yourself hopping over into video games if they found a way to utilize ed editing skills over there? Would you... Oh, would yeah. You want to, like... like I mean, so so you don't know shit, right? But as far as where you want to go with your future, but is there is there type of content you would never want to work on versus stuff that you'd re be really excited about? Are you pretty agnostic? Yeah, I'll just I'll work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I might have had like this fucking gleam in my eye when I was in college, like fuck you rules like yeah. i get to do what i want and i'm gonna make great shit and no man i'm not that tight <laughs> like I, whatever like i like the stuff i do but i know that like i'll never fucking hit this badass audience like i'll never just make the dopest shit like that's fine with me like i'm okay with that now mm -hmm. so and like and at that point that means like i work yeah. You know, I work. I work in what I know, and, and I'm going to do what I know, and I'm going to try and make money. I like golfing. I like playing tennis. I like playing racquetball. I like playing basketball. I like playing volleyball. I like hiking. I wouldn't mind fucking foraging for mushrooms. Like, yo, sometimes, like, I just want to do all that shit, right? So if I can work, that means I can do that other shit, too. And so that's kind of what it's about for me. Is that how you got okay with, like, that? Because I think when we, we all go to school, it's like you you kind of... The reasons you go to school is because you want to be the next Spielberg or the next Scorsese or something I be like Spike Jones. Yeah. I skateboard. I still skate, and you know, so like, and like, I still watch skate videos and snowboard videos, and and I, and I'm like, like that's the dream, right? Yeah. That was always my dream was to be a professional snowboarder or cameraman or whatever. Like, I just wanted to do that shit, right? So that didn't come true. Like, that sucks. But maybe I can get back into that, or maybe like whatever. It. My point is like I'm. I'm still, I'm going snowboarding in Feb, like, you know, in the middle of next month. I'm playing golf later today. 
probably play tennis with my girlfriend tomorrow. We're going to bake a bunch of shit. And that's like, how you get okay with it is yeah. that there's so many other cool things you can be doing. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because I think, I think that that's a thing that when I talk with people that are, that are coming up, they have these great anxieties as they recognize that what, what aspiration got them into the business isn't necessary. It's not necessarily practical. Like, like the idea of like, oh my God, I am going to go and be like fucking J.J. Abrams. And it's like, well, if you really dissect like the opportunities and, and the things that Abrams was surrounded by, that's not shit you and I are surrounded with. There's like, you don't, I'm not meeting Spielberg when I'm 14, you know, right. to get inspired that way and change my life. So like, why should I say I'm going to be like Abrams? And I think it takes some time and some distance to recognize. Yeah. You know, of course, I want to be the it. next Harmony Corinne. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's so, yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm fine with it. I live with it. Right. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. Well, like, you know, and like, like, I'm, yeah, I'm just okay with that. I don't need to be fucking great. Well, and here's the thing. It's like, I'm sitting here and we're talking on this podcast. I pod- just want to be really good. Yeah. Well, and, I want to be good at what I do. Whatever. And it's not like I sat and watched CNN when I was a kid, go, motherfucker, I'm going to be Larry King. And now here I am. In a- no, it's just a thing that right. like shows up later. Yeah. Figure and, it out. You know, maybe you'll pull out your phone and start skateboarding and recording it and you connect with people. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who right. knows? Right. It's all. It's whatever. Okay. So we're like. 30 minutes in. I thought this would be like 60 minutes. I feel like we've covered everything, right? 